The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, got a huge Wednesday show for you today. Francis Foster's here from the Trigonometry Podcast. Francis, how are you? I'm very good, mate. It's, uh, it's a delight to be here. It's a delight to hear your voice. Yeah, I've never felt more British than I feel in Texas. <laughs> like genuinely, I like you know, I, when I go because I'm a pussy and I have mock mochas basically as a coffee, mm-hmm. and no one understands. I say mocha, they're like, "What are you saying?" Like they yeah. don't get it. So yeah, but it's lovely to be here. Wait, what is it? Is it just like chocolate milk with coffee? Yeah, it's on basically it? glorified chocolate milk. Mate. That's all it is. Uh, yeah. But at least What's that's, wrong with that? that. Well, that's pretty American because you're yeah. you're gonna get uh, diabetes. Probably, yeah, diabetes. Yeah. 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 300 pounds. There's, look, I know other countries have diabetes, but nobody's got it like we do. Sure don't. We're number one, dude. America's number one. As a matter of fact, just south of here, San Antonio is the is literally the fattest city on earth. Really? So it's, yes. It's the third fattest city by population or by uh, per capita in the United States. And then it is the uh, seventh largest city in the United States. What's the number one largest city in the United States? Well, New by York. fat. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's but the number one is some like small place in Mississippi. I think oh, really? they're all in the south. It's all fried. Yeah. It's all fried food. Yeah. It's all fried, fried okra, food. catfish, all of yeah. it. It's delightful. But oh, you're, you're going to be three thousand. But there's pounds. more. There are more fat people in San Antonio than any other city on earth because other countries don't have fat retards like we do. Yeah. Right? You know, I was you guys good. are starting to catch up a little bit. Then. Well, yeah, bit. we do, but we're nowhere near as good as you. Yeah. You, you guys are the elite level. All we do in, in, our, <laughs> in my country is copy. I am yeah. starting to see more rascal scooters in England, which is upsetting. Like, What's rascal scooters? It's the it, the thing that people drive the little scooter. I fucking hate. You're that. too fat, so you've got to you got to ride a little rascal scooter to yeah. get around. Show them, show them a fucking fat dummy on a rascal scooter, or just the rascal scooter. I, you'll know what this is as soon as you see it. It's an American staple here. It, 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 it's like You've a, seen this at every Walmart. It's an individual golf to. cart for fat retards. It's great, it dude. Look uh, at that. I've got. There's a mate of mine who's a very funny comedian called Simon Evans, and he calls him a beesicles. <laughs> 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 oh, it's true. Uh, how much do you follow American politics, by the way? I follow it pretty closely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, cocaine, Mitch, uh, Mitch McConnell just yeah. stepped down as uh, the head of the GOP today. About what two hours ago? You reckon there? Uh, finally gone after how many fucking years has this guy been in there? I don't know how long he's been the Senate leader. Um, probably since was was it Orrin Hatch the Senate leader before him, Bob? I don't remember. Who cares? Yeah, uh, it's They're one all of a those bunch of cunts, anyways. It's one of those things where you're eighty fucking two years old. Yeah. you've been in there for fifty years. Like I, I'm all good. Get the fuck out of there. Um, I, that was the only thing that has ever united Twitter between Republicans and Democrats today was uh, the celebration of, of Mitch McConnell going down. No, it's not true. There was another thing that united both Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians. Everybody is uh, the fact that Jeffrey Epstein blatantly didn't kill himself. That's true. 
but we we moved on so quickly from that that it was really? just like, eh, all right, cool. Yeah, now it's one of those things where if people say it, it's kind of like uh, a knock-knock joke where you're just like, really? all right, man. Yeah, it's Epstein. I, I know Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, yeah, so if you're doing that tonight, you can scrap that from the bit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're doing that mothership tonight, you can scrap no. it. Um, but it's it's one of those odd things that everybody's moved on from. We never yeah. got the logs. We never got the yeah. book. We never got all the cool shit that we were supposed to get. And those pedophiles are out fucking you know sixteen year olds as we speak. So oh, yeah. we never got anything from it. And that's what America does also better than England is uh, is hide shit. Um, I if- don't know. Like you, you're talking about pedophiles. Listen, Mike. You know, my my like my mom's Venezuelan, right? And uh, when when the whole like, have you heard of a guy called Jimmy Savile? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Right, so let me explain who Jimmy Savile was. Jimmy Savile was uh, the most famous TV presenter in the whole of the UK on the BBC, which is a state... Uh, state there you go. There's a man who knows yeah, Peter Yeah, Parsons. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, well, he's, exactly. you know, they can smell their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure can. Yeah, and <laughs> sure anyway, can, so Savile had connections right the way up to the royal family, right the way through society, and he worked at the BBC, so... Our taxes basically funded him, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was a documentary about it, and my mom was watching it, and she looked at Savile, then looked at my dad, then looked at Savile and was like, this is an English disease. (laughs) And it kind of is, man. Like, we do the whole pedophile thing better than you. Uh, That's true. Is that him right there? There we go. Yeah, Yeah, he looks familiar. You know, uh, I bring this up from time to time, but there was a study at Stanford, I think it was in 2012 or 13, and... They showed 5,000 people, 1,000 pictures, I think is how it went, Mm. of just dudes, gay dudes and straight dudes. Mm -hmm. And 83% of the time, people were accurate on guessing gay or straight, just on facial features. Mm -hmm. So I think if you look at somebody and like, that's a pedophile, you're probably right. Yeah. I think. Exactly. Which and is why we brought you here today. <laughs> exactly. We've got Chris Hansen. <laughs> Would you come in? We got the Austin PD that is going to come in and grab this guy. We do not want him performing tonight. <laughs> Listen, I was a teacher for 12 years. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Suspect, what what yeah. grade? Uh, I taught high school and I taught primary. How do you do it? How do you know, do man. it? Was yeah. it were, you, were they seniors? Like, were they 18 years old? Some were 18. Yes. Yeah, so I, I taught in high school right the way through to 11 to 18. And the fact that, you know, that's why we don't have guns in my country, because if we had guns, you'd fucking kill those little pricks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, now you just got a knife on my guess. Yeah, exactly. Or hit them with a cricket bat or something. I don't know. Yeah, what, yeah. What, we, what, we, you know, because the reason we stab people is because, unlike you, we don't mind a bit of physical exercise. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it, dude. You yeah. got to go out and knife people in the streets out there. Yeah. That's yeah. all you got. Yeah. Uh, um, has any student ever hit on you or anything like that? No, no, really? no, no, no. And, and do you know the. I never understood those teachers who wanted to be friends with their with the kids. Mm-hmm. You always got those teachers. To me, that was the fucking creepiest mm-hmm. thing I could ever imagine. Why would you want to be friends with a twelve year old? <laughs> if you saw that person trying to like hang out with twelve year olds and they're in their thirties, you'd report them. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's totally fucking true. I don't yeah. even want to be friends with the people I'm friends with now. Yeah, that are adults, much less some dumbass kid. I know. I couldn't do it, but uh, but you see it all the time. I guess we see it in America all the time. Because Dan and I cover these stories where yeah. there's all these hot teachers mm. who are fucking their students over yeah. here. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. And then they're getting arrested. Um, the last one was so fucking wild. So the dad was in on it. Um, he knew <laughs> that his... Wait, wait, was he a cuck? 
No, was no. He, was he involved in well, some way? Bob, do you want to pull up the picture of him? Um, we did this story on RPR maybe a month or two ago, and uh, it was wild. So the dad, uh, the kid was 16 years old or 17 years old, mm. and he was banging his, his hot, hot teacher. And his dad was like, all right, man, if, if, you, need, <laughs> if you need my bed. Uh, you can do it. Oh, his dad. Correct. Yeah, I would be the only thing my child, my male 16 to 18 year old child would get from me is a fucking high five <laughs> and a crisp hundred dollar bill to take her out to I dinner. Mean, hang on. She's hot. Uh, no shit. How that, old is she? That's what we're talking. She's like she's 24 like, years yeah. old. 24 years old. Yes. If that's anything, that's even. a public now, service. Dan, so, do you want to hear the saddest part? What, what? what happened? The 16 year old was a Jody. Oh, she was she's oh, she's uh, she was married to a military guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's not shocking. Wow, that's not shocking. What? Why is that not shocking? Uh, because women who marry dudes in the military fuck other dudes. Yeah, like uh, Nikki Haley, for example. Yep, Headboard Haley. Headboard Haley. Her, her nickname is Headboard Haley. It, well, is, it is. now. Well, I, yeah, I made that up. Yeah, on the show. Because you know, just like Trump makes up weird nicknames for everybody, and yeah. I thought Headboard Haley. Why not? Because uh, she does. She there's two sworn affidavits from dudes who fucked her while her husband was deployed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which is not great for yeah. her political career, but it all no, worked out. I can't imagine uh, it is. Is this the dad? This that's is the, the dad. dad. Oh, of course, oh, that's yeah. what he said. Uh, yeah, brother. That, that Give this dude, guy a round of applause. Guaranteed, guaranteed this dude gave his kid beer when he was under eight years Fuck old. Fuck yeah. So like, here, mean, you better try one of these, son. Make you sure want, you're not a fucking pussy. You want a little sip? <laughs> I got a little sip for you. So this is the guy who said, look, I know that you're banging the hot teacher. You yeah. can use the house to do it. Um, and they even had a hot tub out back. We went through this guy's house extensively. Um, it was one of those, you know, you kind of buy it off of Craigslist. The, hot infl- tubs. the inflatable yeah. ones, yeah. Right. Because that's a right trailer that he's living in. Ah, uh, that's a mobile home, my friend. Tough to uh, tough to save from the pictures. No, 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 bring that picture back up with the dude that we were just looking at <laughs> and zoom in on it. That's a fucking trailer. You can see the goddamn dude, corrugated like, metal. Look at it. That that's a trailer. Could be his garage, dude. No, that's not his garage. It's his fucking front porch. Oh shit! Is it Bob? Yes. Are you blind? Look at it. I didn't Absolutely. know if it was like a garage that maybe that was his man cave. No, and then that's, he... nobody ha- nobody gets a fucking double wide for their man cave. Bob, what state did this happen in? Missouri. Missouri. There you go. It was uh, <laughs> not too far from Leonard Wood, I believe. We probably oh. could have given you like two guesses and you would have. Yeah, How old it. is that dude? He doesn't even look that old. No, How's... he's not. But he's in his, I think he's in his late 30s, he early is, 40s. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's like in his late 30s. So he had his kid when he was 13? Uh, probably 18, we guessed. Yeah, the kid's 16. The kid's 16. Oh, the or kid's 17. 16. Right, okay, great. Got you, got you. Yeah. Got you. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, do, do you do the age in meters, too? Or is that... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 that was very funny. No. But I, like, he, he, I, I just can't believe that. And he was... What was he watching? Uh, they were doing it the, while he was there. TBD. I, I think there's probably TBD a nanny cam situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I say, here's what I say. Or maybe he's just a broke. To be honest, if my, I'm not even kidding. If my 16 to seven, 16, 17 year old kid was banging an older woman, I would, there's nothing I would do to stop him from that. No, me neither. Because that, there, there's no damage is being done to a 16 year old boy for fucking a a hot 24 year old. No damage is being done. Maybe he peaks. He peaks. And he doesn't try hard later in life. But you can deal with that. You can deal with that. Like, dude, if you did that when you were 60, that's a matter of parenting. 
If you fucked her when you're 60, and imagine what you can do when you have money. Yeah, exactly. it's like those athletes who have one great season. Yeah. Their first season is incredible. But, as long, but as long as you turn into a big long-term contract, who cares if you suck the rest <laughs> of the time? You still got paid, son. Yeah, you're fine. And, uh, and Francis, uh, this is one of those things that happened to one of my best friends growing up. So I have, I can tell you what happened in the whole relationship and all of it. I didn't know whether you're talking about the athlete or the or the fucking a teacher. Fucking the teacher. Okay, cool. Mm. Let's let's yeah. do that. I'm white. So are you? Yeah, the athlete part is not going to happen <laughs> uh, for any of us. Unless I'm actually it's... half Latin, believe it or not. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about? Well, we'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll get into it later. But uh, so the only danger in it, yeah. to be honest with you, because um, you know I stayed friends with him through high school and all that stuff. Was uh, I caught him? You know. I don't know, 10 or 15 years later, and this girl was so fucking hot. It was his babysitter. Yeah. So it wasn't his, his teacher. It was his babysitter. Correct. Um, and it started in uh, ninth grade and, uh, and then continued for like two and a half years. And uh, uh, I mean, it just got out of control. I mean, in a great way. But what happened was is, uh, he got older. He got fat. He got white. He got, you know, obviously yeah, yeah, very yeah. American at that yeah. point. And I ran into him at a bar. And he was just super depressed, and he was just like, man, that was the greatest time of my life. And now I'm married to somebody that, I mean, doesn't even look remotely close to her. Uh, his kids suck. He's got a, a shitty job. And, uh, and he's just like, man, I am – what do you say exactly? He's like, I am your definition of middle-class American dad right now. And he goes, I, I peaked so early that it, my life has, has been shit since. And I was like, god damn, that's dark. Um, but I was wow. like, do you have her number or <laughs> so, how so does she still was, look? What, how old is ninth grade? 15. 14, 15, yeah. Yeah, 15. 15. And yeah. how old was the babysitter? She was at the time 26 and then the relationship went two years. So I think it capped out at like 28 and then he was 17. Yeah. Um, and because at that point, well, here's, here's what mm-hmm. happened with that point was the parents were like, hey, we don't need to hire a babysitter for you anymore. <laughs> you're 16. You're, you're, you're yeah. about to turn 17 years old. Like. You're all good to be left alone. And he was just like, I don't know, man. I'm still feeling scared. <laughs> <laughs> so she wasn't on the payroll anymore. And then they, they tried to, you know, have a, a go of it outside of, of not being a babysitter. And it, it went to shit, man. And, uh, and I felt bad for him in that moment, for real. Really? I, I bought his drinks. So <laughs> I, I can, I can believe it. And also, like, you know, there's a whole role play element there. What is it? You know, you know what I mean? The role play element. You know, she's a babysitter. He's a guy. You know, that, that kind of... Once those roles no longer exist, what do you do? Well, he didn't get diped up or anything. So well, it wasn't yeah. like she was yeah. putting a diaper as on As far him. as you know. Yeah, as far as yeah, you know. that's true. You got to evolve. Like, he becomes the dad and she's still the babysitter at that point, yeah. right? Like, that's his fault for not embracing the new role he's in, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking professional, dude. Get out there and do your fucking job. Mm-hmm. And your job is to obviously fuck that hot older lady. Exactly. You know? but, but last I heard, she, uh, she was married and living a normal life, which Here, Here's wild. the thing, though. I, that woman being married means nothing. Because if she, if she did what she did with him, she'd do it again. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like that, people don't change. Yep. She would do that 100% do that again. So, yeah, if you don't mind, find her a number for me. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking pretend to be whatever. I'll shave. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest with you. If she's into like younger looking dudes, you ain't the demographic. No, nah, I'm old as shit. Well, so is she now, though. Like yeah. she's got to be, let's see. Yeah, she's got to be in her 50s. Yeah, got to be in her 50s. At, at, this, yeah. at this point now, yeah. yeah I mean, that was a long time ago. You're what, like 60? I just turned 34 last yeah. week on Sunday, so super young, obviously. <laughs> um, and then you being British, I have no idea how old you are. I'm Cause 41. Because all you guys look like John Oliver. 
<laughs> yeah, I do look like John Oliver. John Oliver with brain damage, but John Oliver nevertheless. Um, I think he might have actual brain so damage. So do I. It's do you like him? It's a different kind of brain damage. <sighs> John Oliver, to me, represents that kind of uh, British guy who like went to the right school, went to the right university, has all the right opinions, and you're just like, mate, it's just really boring. It's I agree. boring. I it's agree. boring. You know, at one point it was countercultural, but now you, you're just basically a glorified establishment stooge. Yeah, uh, and he's leaned in and signed the big deal with HBO. I think for him it was a smart move mm. uh, to extend that contract because late night TV is dying over here. Yeah, I don't know how it is over there. I saw, I think it was Graham Norton just stepped down. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he's getting out of there. I don't know who's left uh, late night-wise for you guys, or is that kind of gone as well? There's a guy called Jonathan Ross who has been on TV since the 80s, and he always had a huge show. But the reality is, is like that entire model is dying. That entire, yeah. Every time I speak to people from TV, they all say the same thing to me, which is like no one's watching. Mm. The figures that we put out, they're not actually real. They're even They're even lower. The advertisers are all bailing on it. The entire model, it's just, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And everybody knows it, but the, the people who are invested in it, who have been in it for X amount of years, they don't want to admit that this business doesn't work. But that's mm -hmm. fucking stupid. Of course that's, it is. That's really stupid because people still want the content. They just don't want it at 1130 at night. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, so if you go to business school, if you get an MBA or something, one of the first lessons you'll learn, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, mm. one of the first lessons you'll learn is about the railroad industry and how they fucking compl they lost everything when trucks came around, mm -hmm. right? And uh, the reason was because they thought they were in the railroad business and what they were really in was the shipping business, mm. shipping people yep. and goods, right? So they should have taken all of their net revenue for the first 10 years of automobiles existing, put it into truck shipping, and they would, have, they would own 18-wheeler truck trucking. They would own it. Nobody else, it would have been a monopoly at that point, right? But they were fucking myopic and they didn't do it. And that's what's happening right now with network television yep. and with all, everybody but the streaming services and even they're not doing well. None of them turn a profit, right? No. I, they haven't figured it out. They're spending, they, they're still working on the old, we, we talk about this a lot because he's done many, many movies. They still work on the same business pro forma as old school television and film, but now streaming doesn't generate that kind of re ad revenue. It doesn't. No. Even, even with the fucking subscription fees, it doesn't generate anywhere near the amount of ad revenue. So actors can't get paid $20 million for a movie anymore. It can't happen. Like, it's, like that's not a working business model unless it's fucking uh, old, uh, Age of Ultron or some new Avengers fucking movie. That's, those are the only ones that make any money anymore. And that's now, because of the Asian yeah. audience, right? And, and it's and not even because of us. You're down to like... Probably five actors, uh, five or yeah. six, that, that like can command that Tom type of Cruise, salary. Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, probably. I don't know who else. Uh, Female-wise, eh, not Julia Roberts anymore. Mm. Um, Vin Diesel, The Rock. Maybe, if, maybe Kevin Hart. That's yeah, kind of it. Yeah. yeah. Did the um, movie with The Rock and Kevin Hart bomb horrifically? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 The, what was it called? Central it was, Intelligence? Yeah. 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 Uh, it wasn't great, but, uh, you know, and then getting ahead of it for the rest of it, uh, Kimmel, you know, two days ago just said, uh, you know, I think when this contract's up, I'm out of there, which is saying, hey, the network wants you out of there, so yeah. there, there won't be another one. He's got two years left on his deal, and then they just announced today that uh, Jimmy Fallon, they're going to do a huge two-hour special for his 10 years on TV, which mm. means 
cool, man. We're going to show you the door in a couple years afterwards. So, uh, but I, I, I kind of probably feeling saying feeling feeling sorry is a wrong way of putting it. But it's if you're doing these late night TV shows in an era where if you step out of line in whatever way, you could get cancelled. If you make a particular type of joke, it doesn't matter what the joke is. Someone's going to be offended. Someone's going to get pissed off. You're going to be put into some kind of public storm where you're racist, sexist, transphobic, or whatever it may be. You can't do comedy. You just simply can't do comedy in that type of environment. It doesn't matter how funny you are. What are you meant to do? What are you meant to joke about? Oh, Trump's orange. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, we've heard that joke a million times yeah. since 2015. Um, I want to switch over to your podcast here mm-hmm. because this will this will kind of lean into that. Um, you've been able to do this. Uh, we own this media company. We have about 12 shows underneath yeah. our banner and all that stuff. Uh, but you've been able to do this uh, this trigonometry yeah. with massive subscribers here. Mm-hmm. It is a huge podcast. But you have very little social media following, and same as us, by the way. We yeah. don't either. Yeah. Um, well, Constantine has a decent one, yeah, I think. Yeah, Constantine has a Constantine one? Yeah. Okay. Because so- he's, he's had a couple of rants, if you want to call it that, go super, like, hyper-viral. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. but, but with that, is it just about the concept? Because we've done a show uh, maybe, I don't know, two or three months ago. We were kind of talking about podcasts and, yeah. and the concept of it. How did you guys form and uh, and how did this all start and become so massive i mean you're heading to a million subscribers on youtube which is fucking incredible these days yeah thank you so the re- the, re- the way it started was in 2018 what happened was we were in the throes of brexit so for people who in your who are listening who are watching or not our favorite brexit was a vote that we had a referendum in 2016 where we were asked whether we wanted to leave the European Union as a country. 52% of people voted to leave the European Union. As a result of that, the country was thrown into political chaos. The Prime Minister at the time, David Cameron, resigned, saying that you know this would be a political suicide, an economic suicide, and he didn't want to be at the helm of a country going through what he effectively described as self-harm. And then we got another prime minister in called Theresa May, who was like, oh, I'm going to deliver Brexit, right? He, he was Labour, she's Tory, right? No, no, no. He, she, he was a conservative and she was a conservative, oh, okay. right? Okay. And, um, but she was pro-Remain as well, so she was trying to fudge the whole thing. And as a result of that, and partly, the tensions were so high, like relationships ended because of Brexit. <laughs> Uh, friendships ended, families were torn apart because of this issue, and it was just really toxic. So we were also being fed a narrative, which is everyone who voted for Brexit is a stupid, thick, racist white man. Wait, so you got you guys just Whoa. copied the Trump thing? Yeah, you get the same. We get the same narrative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, we get the same narrative. <laughs> exactly. It's the Spider-Man moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly what happened. It was our Trump. Actually, it was before Trump, and then you mm. elected Trump, right? And then everyone went, see, the Nazis are coming to power. But anyway, and then, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we, I, both myself and Constantine, you know, I'm still a stand-up, we're just looking around going, what the hell is going on? Because my dad is a, a, a white, as you would say, blue-collar dude who married a South American woman from Latin America in the 70s. And in the 1970s, when we had a very real problem with racism in the UK, mm. and I knew that he wasn't racist, and but he voted Brexit, and so did my mum, first-generation immigrant. So that was the jumping-off point where we were going... Par- pardon me, you knew your dad was racist? Yeah, yeah. My, no, 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 no. I knew my dad wasn't racist. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Who yeah. was racist then? 
Who is racist? Like, it, well, he he was saying England in general. Oh, had a England problem. in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the nineteen seventies was was a pretty, but now it's a very tolerant liberal country. And I just knew that the narrative that we were being painted by the mainstream media was actually false. There, there was something else going on, and that's where we started. Was talking to people who voted for Brexit and going. Why did you vote for Brexit? Because also as well, you had the media going, everybody who voted for Brexit is right wing. But that's actually false as well, because there is a whole part of the left in the UK who are all pro-Brexit. In fact, you would call the old school left, sort of our Bernie Sanders guys, they are all pro-Brexit because they're like, you know, if we have open borders with the EU, then what effectively happens is that workers' wages get depressed. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that, by the way, that was uh, 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 the reason, one of the reasons for Na- that NAFTA was so unpopular with Clinton mm-hmm. back in the day. And all the left, the, the right wanted it, the left hated him for it because it drove labor wages down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Which so, is, that's a pretty common thing, to be honest. Yeah. And, but it was, <clears> the, and then, so these guys were, as well, they were, you know, they were either ignored or said that they're not real left, which was, bonkers to be honest with you so that's how it started and we started to have these conversations and as a result of that because really nobody was having those conversations in the way that we were which is very relaxed go we weren't misrepresenting people we weren't you know uh, butting in we weren't trying to you know derail a conversation we were just saying to people look you know you voted for brexit or you did this why and then we had our first, a real viral moment was in 2019, where we interviewed a gender critical feminist called, uh, her, name was, her name is Kelly J. Keene. She goes by Posey Parker online. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, the trans issue. And she was saying why well, the trans issue is a very real problem for women. And it really affects women. And it means that essentially women's rights are getting decimated. And that was the first time anybody had ever had a long-form discussion about this issue. Now, that went super viral. YouTube got it taken down for hate speech. Really? Yes. And, and did, you, uh, did you write a response to them? Because we've gone through this as well. Mm. Uh, and you don't hear anything for you know, four or six weeks or whatever it is. And then it's a, just a generic description that's kind of AI that just says why... They're not putting it back up. In your case, did they put it back up or did they, they remove it entirely? Well, here's what it got, where it got really interesting. So what happened is it became a freedom of speech issue because actually she wasn't saying anything that was derogatory. She was just talking about the issue in very simple, plain language. And there was a public outcry. And then it got into the press, the UK press. And then everybody started talking about it. And then people started tweeting and atting YouTube and going, hey, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Including really big name accounts, really famous journalists. And as a result of that, YouTube then uh, reinstated the interview. And then that went viral. And that got something like 1.5 million views. Oh, shit. So that was the first kind of real moment. And then Constantine before that. He turned down a contract at a uh, at a university gig where they wanted him to not make jokes about basically anything, mm-hmm. and he turned that down. That went viral as well. So we've had these moments where we've basically, you know, touched on a hot button issue, 
But we don't do it in a way to misrepresent or to do it in a way to be controversial. We just think it's important to have conversations with people and to allow people watching to make up their own mind. We don't patronize people. Mm -hmm. We don't, I think, something differently to Constantine. We, we disagree about quite a few things. We agree on other things. But that's what it means to be an adult. I don't, under sure. I don't understand how we got to the point where everybody has to think the same thing. It's weird. Well, I mean, that's so... Think about the kind of people that feel that way, though. That's always insecurity in their position, right? Mm. Anybody that's secure in their position doesn't mind being challenged on it. Yeah. But if you if you uh, uh, like if you challenge somebody on a weak position they hold, they usually get angry about it for some reason. I don't know. That's a very bizarre way to respond. Um, a lot of it, I think, is just we had this <clears throat> we had this shared epistemology for a very long time mm -hmm. as human beings. Like there was a there is a very wide group of facts that we all agreed upon, and mm -hmm. you know through the lens maybe we saw them somewhat differently, but there there was there was a jumping off point at least, and that has been more so than any of the other things that are being targeted right now, from masculinity to capitalism to just uh, independent thought in general. I think that the epistemology is being attacked more than anything else, and yeah. you know to to me that feels like as somebody who's been in war and studied war history that feels like battlefield preparation. Like there's only one reason you do something like that. And that is to weaken the, the, the resilience and resolve of whomever you're trying to attack, right? Like divide and conquer. If they're trying to divide you, then it follows that they would be trying to conquer you, but who's they and what exactly are they trying to conquer? I think it's just the human mind in general, right? We talked about this all over the last couple of years. You don't necessarily have to hack voting machines to hack people's fucking brains. Oh, absolutely. Right? And like you, I mean, it, and it wasn't just you. People think that this is just an American problem. It wasn't unique to the United States. Mm. Fucking Britain went through this as well in a big way. I mean, so this, <clears throat> the EU is finally getting around to overhauling its immigration policy. But for years, their policy was you have to accept 150, each country in the EU, you have to accept 150,000 illegal immigrants every year. Holy shit. Yes, every year. Every, every country in the EU had to do Including that. Including England? Yes. Yeah. Now they're dropping it down to 30,000. And if you don't accept them, you have to pay 20,000 euro per person that you don't accept to the EU to, re to rehouse them somewhere else. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah, is what's, that? Well, how are you guys dealing with immigration over there? I mean, we're not dealing with immigration. Uh, the, the, part of the reason, actually, a large part of the reason that people voted Brexit is because we had something called freedom of movement. And what freedom of movement is in the, in the EU is that if you are a person from an EU country, you have freedom of movement, which means if you're British, you can go and live in Spain or you can go and live in Italy or Portugal. And that sounds really beautiful. And you go, what's wrong with that? The problem effectively is, is that the brightest and best of every country, particularly Southern European countries who don't have very strong economies, which I'll come into later, they go, they look around and go, well, I'm not going to stay. Why am I going to stay here when I can go to the UK and quadruple or quintuple my income? And you can't blame them. Anybody would do that. Right, which would be fine if they were doing what Mexican immigrants to the United States used to do, which is come here, live here, assimilate, become American. Now what they're doing, and it's the same thing with Britain, what they're doing here in the States is come here, work for a while, take all that money out of the economy back mm -hmm. home because mm -hmm. it's worth 100 times more there, right? Which that's just, you're leeching off of an economy, right? Like you, you have, there has to be some value add at some point for it to make sense. Not, not that you should work for the state or anything like that, but mm -hmm. there's got to be, you have to provide some fucking value, Ian. Well, that was part of the issue. But the other part of it, the problem was, is that 
So what you effectively had in the EU, it's why, like, even though I voted to remain within the European Union, I kind of think it's uh, it's the project as it stands now is unsustainable. So what you have is a brain drain from southern European countries like Portugal, Italy, Greece, etc., going to Germany, going to the UK. But they've also got this demented idea, which is the euro. And the euro is a currency where... Every country within the EU has the euro. Mm. And you go, oh, well, that's quite good. Well, the problem is, is you have a country like Greece, which is tourism and exports. So what does that country need? It needs a weak currency. Mm-hmm. So people want to go there on holiday, drink, you know, have a, have a nice beach holiday for cheap. And so they can sell olive oil and the rest of the stuff for cheap as well. But they can't do that anymore because they've got the euro, which is a strong currency, which is a currency designed for Germany. So Germany's doing great. Well, not at the moment, but it was for a long time. And every other country, like Italy, has Italy has been in permanent recession since I think like two thousand or two thousand and one. Yeah. So you've got these countries which are literally now collapsing economically. That you go to certain villages and towns, they're completely empty because everybody's left because you can't you can't live there anymore. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of the. Like uh, even in northern Italy, which was historically resilient to this, mm. a lot of the family wineries have been bought by Chinese conglomerates now, yep. right? Which is, I mean, you know, business is business, but it's a shame that like vineyards that have been in people's families for hundreds of years are now owned by some faceless company. You know what I yeah. mean? That's fucked up. Well, Anheuser Busch here for us in America. What, what is it, Bob? Are they? Is it Germany or InBev? It's Belgium. Belgium, Belgium yeah. Belgium owns that, and that's our biggest, you know, yeah. beer company here, and uh, and seltzer and all that other stuff. Uh, and it's wild to see uh, when you come to America and you mm. see what's going on at the border. And I know you guys have covered it on your show yeah. before. Uh, what are your thoughts as somebody who doesn't live here, seeing what's going on here in this country? Look, we've got our own problems with the border. So we are a very small country in the UK. We have net migration is now at seven hundred thousand people a year. Good God. Jesus Christ. Well, what's, what, your, what's your total population? It's around 68 million now. Okay, that's Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. That is, mean, it's unsustainable. It's fundamentally unsustainable. Um, we don't have control of our borders. We, we did an interview with the former Home Secretary. The Home Secretary is, a, is the minister in charge of policing, border control, all of that type of stuff. And we, t- we were speaking with her. We're going, what's going on? And she's like, you know, nobody in government wants to deal with this. Because it's good for the economy to have all these people coming over. It's it's good for it's good for GDP. Why though? Because you still have to find housing, clothes, jobs, food. All the, how, how would that be good for the economy? Because we've got a labor shortage. We've oh, got you a do? labor yeah. We've got a labor okay. shortage. We've got a, you know our birth rates are through the floor. Mm. You know we need people to come over and work. So you know these people come over. You've got ready-made workers. They don't need training or very few, you know. They just come over, they can work, boom. So the problem's solved. And because the people in power, they don't care about things like housing. They've got their own houses. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ordinary, regular working class people, the ones who are struggling to pay rents and the cost of living crisis, which like you've got here, people, people can't afford to live. So when I see the, the things like the border, I get really angry. And bear in mind, I am someone like my mom's Venezuelan. Uh, you know, where there's a lot of migrants leaving Venezuela because Venezuela is a failed state, and they come to the and they come to America illegally, and I feel sorry for for people who people in my family have had to flee for their lives from the government because they're journalists and they criticize them and whatever else. But 
You can't have a country without a border. If you have a country without a border, you don't have a country. Mm. It's that simple. And by the way, those numbers that rate, we think it's bad in the States. We're getting about two and a half million a year. That's commensurate to England's population. That would be like 4.1, 4.2 million a year if they were our size. Shit. Which is fucked, right? Yeah. But this is going on all over the world. Um, mm. how, what, what is the plan in England to stop it? Because in America, we ain't got a plan to stop it. I mean, we have a candidate who says he's going to. Yeah. Um, that's coming up in November, obviously. Uh, whether or not that'll happen, we don't know. Um, but what we've said on this show for a uh, better part of you know five, six months here, I-, I think for the United States at least, you should shut down the border for 10 years. I mean, shut it down for 10 years, reset, figure out who the fuck is here uh, or, or, you know, mass deportations or whatever it is. As Theo Vaughn said, get a head count in this motherfucker. Exactly. That's what he said. Is that what he said? That's funny. Um, But we've said this on the show for a while here. Why is everybody so against this when it's just simple protection of your border? Because they want a global state. They want a global state. But England too? Does England want a global state too? Boris Johnson does. I, I would see. I would disagree with that, but, and I think that all these people care about is the economy, is the economy, its GDP. So they don't actually care about the societal impact. They don't actually care that you know it affects people's ability to you know, to find find a school, find you know get a get a doctor's appointment. So we have an NHS system, mm. which is socialized healthcare, rather like Canada. You can't get a doctor's appointment. There are, there are people now, the death rate in Scotland is the highest it's been in 50 years. And a large part of that is people just don't get seen for cancer appointments, heart appointments, all of this. And by the time they get into the system and get to the point where they get seen, it's too late. There's stage four, stage five. It's like, I'm really sorry. And it, it's a tragedy. And they don't, they don't care because they... All they want is, and all they think about is the economy and its GDP. And that was pretty much what was told to us. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she put it more diplomatically than that. And she was like, look, you're going to have to say, you know, this Home Secretary, the interview's now live. Like, you know, you have to ask Rishi Sunak, our Prime Minister, and blah, blah, blah. But that was pretty much the only explanation. Is it's they all they think about is terms of economy and GDP. Well, why Dan was saying this, uh, what'd you call it again? The global, it's a global state, yeah, yeah, I mean, a global yeah. state. I, and I understand why you say it all the time because I, I, I feel the same way. It feels like they want us all to be living in apartments, mm-hmm. renting, not owning anything. Yeah. Um, they've jet like, like right now, just because the interest rate is so high, we buy a bunch of trucks for the company. Uh, use it for tax purposes and things mm. like that for production. Um, the interest rate is so high on a car. I just had to get one uh, for an employee of ours a couple weeks ago. I walk in and I was like, hey, dude, what's the best option here? And he goes, you know what? We're, we're jacking up these leases. So they're no longer three years. It used to be a minimum of like three years mm. over here. You can get one for two. You can get one for four. Yeah. You can get one for different things. And it was like, cool, man. Why the fuck would I get a lease for, for four years? And they're like, oh, well, we're offering a deal on the interest rates, you know, because the interest rates are so high. And I was like, Okay, but then I pay off three-fourths of the car, and then I don't own the fucking car at the end of it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, but you can just trade it in and get another lease. It feels like that's where they're pushing yeah. this entire generation is get ready to, to, to rent the rest of your life and not own a house. Get ready to lease a car for 15 fucking years over and over and over again and never own anything. Yeah, I mean, it could be 
the problem could be that no system of government scales indefinitely, right? Mm. That might be what we're running into as well. And that's been, uh, economists have worried about that for a long time. Uh, Murray Rothbard, who's like the Austrian libertarian economist, right? The guy that everybody goes to to think about these sort of things, um, has warned about or, or warned about this all through uh, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It's like, there's a point of diminishing return on anything. So think about the country as a company, right? You're talking about having labor shortages and shit like that or revenue goals or whatever the hell they have. Sometimes, and especially in a startup, right, which ha- is how most countries operate, they perpetual debt. Mm-hmm. Like they operate as a startup most of the mm-hmm. time. When you, <clears throat> when you have revenue shortfalls, you have to address that issue, whether it's through borrowing or generating new revenue. And it ne- doesn't necessarily matter how you do it. We've done it with the boost company before, right? Mm-hmm. We just got to get these sales out so we can make money for our next run. That's how the government thinks, right? Correct. So that's what, when I say global state, that's what I don't necessarily, I don't think anybody's got the power to do dudes twisting their mustaches in a fucking WEF room somewhere like, oh, we're going to take over the world because there's just too many people and too many guns out there, right? It's just not going to happen. But the 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 gravity of economics will have that effect to some degree right and these people they they think of these patricians they think about it this way well we have to keep the chaos out right chaos is dangerous which is not what our founding fathers said mm. they embraced the chaos this is why we had a great country for a long time but they want the chaos out so they can keep their jobs so they can keep their power right that's that's where they're thinking i don't i don't think it's necessarily fucking you know, a villain in a movie twisting their mustache trying to do this shit. I think they're incompetent and they have different goals than working class people do. So we're just falling into this as sure. a society? That's okay. why I like libertarianism a lot because decentralization is almost always the answer to any kind of uh, uh, systemic issue like this. It's almost always the issue or always the solution rather. Um, and then for you, because uh, there's a ton of shit to cover here because uh, yeah. you're fascinating. I could talk to you fucking endlessly here. Um, for you personally, um, we had a vote here last night in our primaries in Michigan. Uh, the big story that, that came out of last night in the state of Michigan was uh, all of these Muslim Americans getting together and voting uncommitted mm-hmm. uh, last night. And uh, if they were able to get 15%, and I don't, Bob, do you know what that number closed at? Um, I stayed up pretty late. Uh, and 13 and change. So they didn't get there? No, it was okay. thir- thir- 13 something percent. Uh, but they did get over, well over 100,000 votes of uncommitted there. Um, and they're <laughs> calling, you know, the, the strategy was to get 15%, and then that way you could go on the delegate floor and talk about why you voted this way uh, and then how you're going to cast your vote uh, on the Democratic side, right? On the Democrat side. Um, they didn't reach that number. Was this related to Palestine? It was. Okay. And so they all got together and had this, they said, we want a ceasefire yeah. now. Which is really interesting because not one of the countries any of those people are from will take one goddamn Palestinian uh, refugee. Not they, at all. N- not, not only will they not take them, they've kicked them out. Of their countries, right? And, and, and what is that like for you guys? Because here, we're having protests in all major cities, Austin inc- included, yeah. uh, and it's shocking to see where you're like... We had a weird one the other day. Yeah. A dude set himself on fire. A U.S. Oh, service yeah, member set himself, set himself on fire. Set himself on fire. I mean, what a... Like, what the fuck? Dan, did we got some sponsors to put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. I took my microfactors right before I came on the show today. No excuses, all right? And there's no excuses for you out there not 
to take your vitamins every single day. These guys have divided it into a plastic pouch, easy to use. Rip it open, stuff it in your mouth, and you're good to go for the day. It's got six essential vitamins in it, and it does it all for you. Antioxidants, EFAs, CoQ10s, fruits and veggies, probiotics, and the multivitamins uh, over there, over at the old firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Comes in a nice handy little cardboard box with a trap door. Opens up and uh, boom, you just shoot one in your mouth every single day and you're good to go. While you're over there on firstform.com forward slash drinking bros, try their energy drinks. Big fan of those. Best in the biz, in my opinion. Uh, they're stocked. They're finally stocked back up in my gym. Uh, I think I bitched enough over there. I was just like, hey. Uh, but you can order them right to your house if they don't have them in a, in a gym near you. And right now you're getting free shipping on orders over $75 at firstform.com slash drinking bros. Get the micro factors, grab some energy drinks, and uh, try those breakfast sausages over there. It's a massive store, best in the biz. We love First Form. Next up, we got the Wellness Company. Are you prepared for the unexpected? In a world where chaos seems to lurk around every corner, being prepared is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. That's where the Wellness Company comes in. Imagine having the peace of mind that you're equipped to handle any medical crisis from tick bites to the latest pandemic. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is your lifeline. Packed with essential medications like ivermectin, uh, emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and more, this kit is your ultimate preparedness solution. The Wellness Company's team of renowned medical professionals, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, uh, have designed a kit that sets the gold standard for safety and prevention. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health slash drinking bros. And you're going to use the promo code drinking bros for an exclusive 15% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow at twc.health slash drinking bros. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. We're doing a live meet and greet on Friday at the Nutty Brown HEB here next to the studio in Austin, Texas. This Friday, 4.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Join us. D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway and I will be there. Jesse will be there. Uh, that shitbag Joel will be there as well. Uh, Ryan Mills will be there. Looking forward to this. We're giving out free swag as, as long as as well as uh, free tastings. So you can get rocked off this. So even if you're poor and just want to drink in the store, I don't really give a shit. All right. Uh, and if you need to do some grocery shopping while you're at it, feel free to stay. We don't care. We're going to be there for three hours hanging out with everybody. Super excited that we're in uh, over 45 HEBs in the state of Texas. Also just got into the Kroger's. They're in Houston, Texas. Uh, check us out. We're in all the cold boxes there. So if you're looking for your fave, Grab a 12 out of the cold uh, boxes there at the Kroger's um, in Texas. We're in every single total wine. We're also live in Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Ohio. And uh, we're in all the total wines out there as well. 
Every Total Wines in the Southeast, all the Piggly Wigglies in Alabama. Uh, we're in all the college campuses, University of Alabama, Corks and Tops, Ramajama, uh, Auburn. We're at University Liquors over there. We're at uh, UCF's campus at Pat's Liquors. Um, Wilmington, North Carolina. We're in that Total Wine there. Every single brunches. If you're having a nice little brunch out there, uh, perhaps you're watching some March Madness next week. Head on out to Whiskey Creek Trail. Best buffalo chicken tendies in the biz. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, or all over Ohio State's campus, Standard Hall, Short North Pint House. Uh, Pint House, it's uh, for Urban Meyer out there in Dublin, Ohio. Big fan of that. Uh, Check your store locator today and type in your city or zip code, and it'll take you to the the closest location nearest you to grab a 12-pack. If you're not in one of those states or one of the surrounding states, you can just hop over the border and grab one. We still ship right to your house at hardafseltzer.com. Support us and support the show. I mean, let's be honest about that guy. He was obviously, and I saw people going, oh, this guy's a hero. I go, no, this guy was mentally ill. Mm. He was obviously in desperate need of help. He was having, he suffered some severe type of trauma and he needed help. And the fact that he didn't get help meant he degenerated into setting himself on fire. So that to me was what, what happened there. He's not a hero. He was very, it's a tragic situation. And he was obviously very unwell. Number one, what we've got in the UK is actually terrifying. It's genuinely terrifying in a way I don't think a lot of people understand. So we have, maybe I get the, I'm going to get this number wrong when it comes to UK population. 68 million off the top of my head, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Do you know how many people are on the, the police watch list? The police watch list for Islamic fundamentalism. These are people who are, are known to be a danger to other people's safety. We have 40,000. In England? In the UK. Holy 40,000 that are on police watch lists. Uh, in 2020, no, 2021, I actually met this man. He's a conservative MP, God rest his soul. It's a David Amos. Was murdered by an Islamic fundamentalist. We have yeah, they had, cut his head off, right? No, no or, they stabbed him numerous times. Mm. It, was, it was a man who stabbed him numerous times. Okay. Uh, we had the 2017 uh, London Bridge terrorist attack mm. where... Uh, there was a, uh, there was people going out on the streets, stabbing people. We had the Manchester uh, Manchester Arena bombings. It was at an Ari- Ariana Grande Grandia, concert. Yeah. Little girls, little girls at an Ariana Gra- Ariana Grande concert who were murdered. And well, twenty thirteen, the British soldier got stabbed to yeah, death. Lee I think. Rigby. Yeah, yep. Rigby. Yeah, and yeah, and killed. And this, and this, and the, obviously, all of that is awful. All of that is awful. But. Something really terrifying happened last week. So they did a vote for the ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Who's it, they? The, uh, the, the UK Parliament. Okay. So the, the way the UK Parliament works is there are two major parties, uh, Conservative and Labour, and Labour are Democrats. Now, you have the Speaker of the House of Commons. The Speaker of the House of, the Common, of Commons is the one basically in charge. He's the one keeping order. And he's the one ensuring that, you know, the speeches are held properly and debates are held properly. Robert's Rules of yeah, Orders, yeah. Exactly. He broke with the House of Commons convention, essentially tore up the, the rule book when it came to hosting this particular vote because he was worried about the safety of the Labour Party members of Parliament because of Islamic fundamentalism. 
because of threats from Islamists. We tore up our rules of the oldest parliament in the world because of concerns of the safety of our members of parliament from Islamic fundamentalists over a vote. Our democracy is now getting subverted because of these extremists. That is terrifying. And we are not, you know, it was a big story, but it wasn't as big a story as it should be. Because actually what that means is that we're in real problems because extremists are now the ones who are dictating what does and does happen and does and doesn't happen in our society. Well, when you have 40,000 there, that's a lot that yeah. you could actually fuck shit up with. That's 40,000 on watch list, not including yeah. the infrastructure support that they might have, which is, you know, like I, I don't like the idea. I've, I've, I hear some people saying about <clears throat> uh, uh, Gaza well, they voted for Hamas, so fuck them, right? Which is, you know, whatever. That's kind of low frequency. But that was 2006, by the way, that that mm. vote happened. It wasn't recently. Um, but it is the case in uh, the UK that there are certain areas that, you know, the Bobbies don't go to anymore because they're kind of operating just with Islamism, right? It's like it, to, we, we saw it here in the States, too, but it was with white hipsters. It was Chaz in fucking yeah, Seattle yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Portland. Yeah. Which like, nobody really gives a fuck about those guys. But like, <laughs> is, is, you know, extremists, these Muslim extremists, yeah. you, you kind of care about mm -hmm. that. Um, is it as bad as, as Dan was saying? Because we read the news over here of what's given to us. I mean, about it was England, bad enough that their fucking speaker, of the House of Commons, decided to change Robert's rules of order, which, by the way, are from what fucking the. 14th century or yeah. some bullshit is where that started being collected yeah. to just to avoid people getting clipped out in the street. But as right. yeah, but as far as uh, neighborhoods and all that other stuff where police aren't going, is that true? As far as I know, that is not true. But what I would say is if you're a gay dude, would you walk down those streets hand in hand with your partner? Absolutely, you would not. Absolutely, you wouldn't. So the reality is we're in a very, very difficult and situation and the, the the thing that's even more terrifying is you talk to people on the left and i'm somebody who used to identify as being on the left and they talk about joe cox and this is an awful story joe cox was a member of parliament who was murdered by a uh, right a white extremist the word doesn't come to me in the, in the moment but one of those guys right white supremacist white supremacist that's the one right in 2016, an awful case. And they just go back to the murder of Joe Cox. And you go, hang on, 90 people have been murdered by Islamic fundamentalists since 2016. 90, 90. And you talk about Joe Cox. Now, obviously, it was an awful case. And the guy, should, and the guy will remain in prison for the rest of his life. Awful. But that's what you go back to, because all they can talk about is this bogeyman of, oh, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. We don't have a problem with white supremacy in this country. We have a problem with Islamic fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. And people are terrified, and they don't want to talk about it. And the cowardice amongst our, our ruling class, it's despicable. It really is. Because we're never going to solve this problem. Yeah, there's a widely participated in version of modern Islam that is completely incompatible with yeah. civilized society. I say this all the time. Mm -hmm. Like the Saudi Arabia is one of them. 83% of the universe or the primary education facilities there are madrasas. Madrasas teach 
fucking Wahhabist Islam, which means death to America, death to the West, right? Yep. And and now the Taliban's back in control of Afghanistan. Look, some of this stuff we've created these problems for ourselves. One by dealing with doing business with Saudi Arabia in the first place. Um, the reason Iran hates us so much is because we funded them and Iraq during their fucking war, right? Like we've a lot of this our our foreign policy is created, but <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why anybody won't do anything about it now. It's like, d- yeah. does does shifting focus, is it the woke stuff? Are they scared of getting called racist? Or do they not want to go away from the policy that has made them all very, very rich and powerful? Well, I think but that, that, I think what you said earlier, because we're having the exact same problem yeah. here. If you come out and say anything against this, you're racist, you're a xenophobe, all that other shit. It's just about protecting your country. Yeah, but and, and this is where it, it gets, because... People can be bigoted against Muslims. Of course they can. You can discriminate against someone, and that's obviously wrong. But there's this word that is now being used, and Christopher Hitchens was brilliant Mm. on this. Uh, There's this amazing clip. Go and find it. Just type in Christopher Hitchens, Islamophobia. You're accused of being Islamophobic. And you go, well, what is Islamophobia? Because I don't hear that with people talking about Hinduism. I don't hear them talking about Buddhism. I don't hear them talking when it comes to Sikhism, Christianity, just Islam. What is Islamophobia? And they say, oh, it's, it's a hatred of, you know, Islam. Well, you know, and people, and, and then they conflate racism with you being, pre- with you criticizing the religion of, religion of Islam. Islam is a religion. You should be allowed to criticize it like you criticize Scientology, like you criticize Christianity. It is a set of values and ideas and religious beliefs. But if you criticize it, if you challenge it, if you go, hang on, I don't agree with their views on on what they think of gay people, that's Islamophobic. And the moment that happens, what you have is you have brought blasphemy laws into a country. And that is really dangerous because that effectively means that you're starting to live in a theocracy where the religion is in charge of what people can and can't say and society. Well, you know, Canada this week proposed a bill, and I don't think it'll pass, but they proposed a bill that would alter the law on their, what is it, 216 or whatever the mm. fuck it's called, the one that uh, uh, Peterson got in trouble for with the University of Toronto. Yeah, com- uh, co- compelled speech. Yeah, compelled speech. They're, they're looking to change their hate speech. Um, laws to allow for life sentences for like bad enough hate speech. I don't know what what you would have to say to get life in prison. Trans women aren't women. Yeah, <laughs> well, we've said it. We've said it every day. Oh, yeah. so, oh, yeah. We should be in jail yeah. now. Like, yeah. That, you yeah. Know, yeah, if that's the case. Um, but it's interesting to hear that uh, it seems like you guys are going through the exact same problems we are. Um, oh, our just problems, a, are, to be fair, are worse. Um, because I'll, I'll take. Let's go back to yeah. Because you're surrounded on all sides by other assholes that aren't playing, that aren't doing anything good either. Right. right. And and to, going back to Brexit, it felt like at least in, in the American media mm. that it was just so fucking chaotic and disorganized. Mm. Uh, and the way you guys vote is so up and down. And Boris Johnson was out, and then he's back in, yeah. and everything else. We're kind of going through that with Trump over here, mm-hmm. back in and back out. But we also have two sides that will never agree on shit. Like our border policy that's uh, that is up for funding right now mm-hmm. is based on funding to Ukraine and Israel and mm-hmm. Gaza right now, and letting a million and a half minimum illegals into the country every year. Correct. Yeah. That's that's their fucking bipartisan deal. It's like, hey, we're only going to do a million and a half next year. Like, oh, shit. And okay, we have people cool, on, the, on the right and the left over here that are you know, saying, yeah, this is the best deal we're going to get. 
it's not great for our country on either side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we correct it unless both government, because we've, Dan and I have talked about this numerous times, unless the government resets, you start over, mm-hmm. um, and you get all these fucking guys out of here with like Mitch McConnell and all them today. Uh, is it the same over there? Uh, or are people too afraid to speak out against it over there? You know, yeah, is it, it like political dynasties plus lobbyists? Because that's what it is here, I think. What it is, is you, you are, we have a very different, different, dangerous situation in the UK where people voted for Brexit to control immigration. Now, you can agree, you can disagree. But the way democracy works is that you vote for something, you vote for a set of policies, and those policies are then enacted. What we have at the moment is people voting for policies, they're not enacted. And in fact, not only are they not enacted, we're getting the exact polar opposite of that. So people are now starting to look around and go, what is the point of democracy? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Why? Why would I vote? What is the point of that? And then you start to get into a position where people go, I don't know if we should have democracy. And then you start to get the shadowy figures who live in the fringes of politics, not like Trump or anything like that. And people who say that are just ridiculous. But genuinely, genuine parties that you go, well, there's something funky going on here, who go, oh, they're not listening to you. I will. Yeah. And that's when, we, and that's when you're going to actually see political parties that you're going, you are a hair breath away from being far right. Yeah. Not like the bullshit of Trump and Republican. No, that's literally, and that, look, I'm not calling anybody involved in this Hitler, just to be yeah. clear, but that is how Hitler became Chancellor of Germany. Yeah. Like, and, and by the way, talking to the working class, going to beer halls and just saying, hey, yeah. they won't listen to you, but I will. And that's, yeah. how, that's how he got into fucking power, right? And can I just point out, during the 1930s, there were very strong hate speech laws in Germany. Were there really? There were very strong hate speech laws in Germany. And, you know, people were censoring the way, you know, people, the speech, you know, the way people spoke. It doesn't stop anything. It doesn't stop anything. If ordinary people are seeing their quality of life get slowly eroded, generation upon generation, it's harder and harder. And you've got to work more and more Mm. just to have less than the people before you, your parents, your grandparents. And then you, you're openly mocked and derided for being racist and stupid and thick. Mm-hmm. What do you think people are going to do? Yeah, if they're yeah. not racist now, they're sure as shit going to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Or their kids will or something, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, this only goes in one direction, which, again, I think it's very obvious how this works, which makes me think there is some, I don't know about a guiding hand behind it, but definitely people are trying to tip the scales in that direction. And there's only one reason to create division, and that's to take shit over. Yeah. Uh, I just think everything is so divided now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how these countries, ours included, yours, just don't yeah. get overrun by immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our cities are. Becoming, well, they already have been. We've got twenty million. I, that's what I'm saying. So, right I, and you guys, I don't know if you have this, but mm-hmm. this is where I was going with this. Is like we have cities like San Francisco, yeah, where businesses failed are, cities, yeah, failed cities like that legit. are people yeah. are just leaving behind. Businesses are leaving behind. Yeah. Chicago is one of them where they don't have a grocery store, and now the government there wants to open up a grocery store yeah. to serve yeah. food to the communities yeah. and shit like that. And all they're doing is just moving away from the problem. So yeah. 
They're fucking it up. Well, they're not. They're, and then they're just leaving and moving to another state and then fucking that up just yeah, yeah, over yeah. simple policies. But the, the state's reaction to that should be very telling. Their, their reaction isn't to solve the immigration problem or solve the crime problem. It's to, uh, well, we'll just have the state provide these things now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the state does. That's why the state shouldn't fucking exist, frankly. I mean, I, I, the federal government is fucking pointless. Yeah, if do you federal, feel the same with yours? If, if the federal government evaporated off the face of the earth today in the United States, would you notice? <laughs> Other than not having to pay taxes, I would wouldn't you notice, really notice. I wouldn't notice until a natural disaster happened, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we can handle that. So we send about $160 billion more to the federal government here in Texas than we fucking take from them, right? Yeah. So this idea that, like, oh, Texas couldn't exist if it wasn't for the federal government, we'd get attacked immediately. No, we've got a pretty big military here. We make plenty of money. There are some states that would be kind of fucked. Yeah. But that then, so would Greece to some degree without the military protection of the countries around it. If mm. Euro- Europe is an organ or uh, Europe is a, as a continent, the Mediterranean in particular would be very under pressure at any time, any kind of asshole popped up in that region, Hitler, Mussolini, for example, like they just immediately start going North or South and taking shit over. Mm-hmm. It happens. That's why you make partnerships with other people. We do it at the ma- micro level already. All those unincorporated areas in uh, uh, Southeast uh, California, they don't have sheriff's departments or fire departments or anything. They rely on Cal Fire, the state fire department, to do all of their shit, right? And they have something called an MOU, a memorandum of understanding, that it's like basically a, a contract that says, if X happens, you're going to come help us, and then we'll pay you for that service, right? Yep. That, that's how you deal with that situation, not build a behemoth federal government that's completely inefficient. I mean, again, no, no, none of these systems scale indefinitely, and it's the same for economics, right? No economic system scales indefinitely either. So eventually there is a diminishing return on that investment. The, the larger it gets, the less efficient it gets, mm-hmm. which means it costs you more and more gets wasted, which is it just opens the door for predatory behavior. And what's the end game for England, you think? Does it ever turn around, in your opinion? Look, the thing that concerns me is that I don't see politicians, or I see very few of them, willing to tackle this problem and be honest about it. Everybody fudges the issue. Everybody is so terrified of being called racist, Islamophobic, sexist, transphobic. You have a situation. Now, so the the guy who is going to win the next general election, because the conservatives are so useless, is is a man called Sakir Starmer head of the Labour Party. Last year, he was asked what a woman is. He couldn't answer the question. Oh, we had that here with uh, the Supreme Court Justice. Yeah, yeah. Ken- Kendrick yep. Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kenji something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentonji Brown Jackson. The, the head, the future prime minister, the head of the Crown Prosecution Service at one time. All right, tough, Sir, all right, tough guy. What is a woman then? Since you see, <laughs> <laughs> listen. Look, no one knows what a woman is until you want to get laid. Then everyone knows what a fucking woman is. Crocodile Dundee yeah. knew. Yeah, sure did. That's Paul, Paul Hogan knew. He knew how to check too. Yeah. yeah. But and you just go, and you you just go. This is how screwed we are as a culture, as a society. I used to, I've done so many videos about this case. So the former leader of Scotland is a lady called Nicola Sturgeon, right? The former leader of, Sc- of, of Scotland, uh, head of the Scottish National Party, right? There was a man called uh, Adam Graham. Adam Graham 
is a two-time male rapist. Uh, could the producer please bring up a photo of Adam Graham? Yeah, I'd love to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this Pop Adam Graham. and uh, Put Adam Graham in rapist. You got you going Google search on rapists? Not, yeah. not to be like confused that. with Moonlight Graham yeah. from Field of Dreams, Look, by the way. Different so let, guy. Let, oh, my let's, God. Let's bring up a picture of him. Look, there's Adam. Look, he's beautiful, and he's got a lovely, very feminine tattoo on his face, reminiscent of Mike Tyson at his most demented. Anyway, so Adam got uh, arrested, charged, and convicted in a court of law for being a two-time male rapist, at which point he got rapid-onset prison gender dysphoria mm. Uh, identified, it's a new condition. Yeah, it's yeah. a new condition. It's very tragic. It happens to it tends to happen to male sex offenders. Yeah. A- and uh, he now identifies as Isla Bryson. So Whoa, there's, that's there's, that picture you brought up is is him now? Yeah, that's that's I. No, yeah, no, it's not him now. You fucking transphobe. It's, <laughs> have some respect. That's a beautiful woman, right? And that's Isla, beautiful woman, right? And so Isla, because she's a woman now, even though she's a rapist who raped someone with her penis, was put in a Scottish female prison. Oh, God. Still, right. still with the penis on, or did they lop it off? No, no, still, no, no, no. There's a, there's a, there's a wonderful picture of Isla uh, in a pair of very charming, uh, figure-hugging leggings, showing off her magnificent clitoris. Now, <laughs> as a result, so, he, meant, he meant cock as well. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they were, they, they put Isla in a female prison. Now, obviously, there was an outcry about this, and they had a debate about whether you should put a two-time male rapist in a woman's prison. Mm-hmm. And the, our, one of our most prestigious political debate programs in the UK is called Question Time. Mm. And what happens is it's on the BBC. You've got a chair, the person, and then you've got people from either side of the political spectrum, left and right. They asked the representative for the Scottish National Party whether Adam Graham, a two-time rapist, was a man or a woman. You know what this person said? They went, they're a rapist. They went, no, 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 hang on. Are they male or female? And they went, they're a rapist. And the entire audience booed them. Why? I, like, I, I don't understand what's, what's wrong with saying what the person is and why they shouldn't be there. Because in the end... The party would say that two plus two equals five, and you would be forced to believe it because the logic of their position demanded it. It's a brave new world, man. It is. So is this person? It's all the same bullshit. Is this person currently in the female prison? No, no, no. They, they we, unfortunately, there was a horrendous outbreak of transphobia, and she was put in a male prison. Oh man, that's 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 a dude, by the way. Yeah, it sure is. Sure. Just yeah. to be clear, all yeah. the difference between Isla Bryson and Adam Graham is. They went to basically Primark, which is the crappiest, you know, clove store in the UK, and they got their nails done. They bought some female leggings, and they found a wig and a skip. You're yeah. you're buying into it though. You keep saying her and they. That's a yeah. dude. I know. That's how they get you, brother. That's rather. a slippery slope, dude. They, yeah, they no, change no. language. You know, yeah, no. You. The reason I'm doing that is for comedic purposes. Yeah, but know. yeah, but that is exactly it. That is exactly it. And that encapsulates the rot at the heart of our political system, where even something as basic as human biology mm. we cannot be honest about and if we can't be honest about that how are we going to be honest about anything else controlling speech is about controlling thought because mm-hmm. that's what speech is it's just the out loud version of thought right yeah and why why would you want to control the way people think 
That's the same with the written word. I mean, because they're changing textbooks mm. and everything else right now. So yeah. uh, it's it's happening everywhere in different forms. Yeah, Carlin used to talk about this with dumb made-up words. I think that he went on a rant about um, marketing words like hardy and homemade, like homemade on a can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't, that's, nope, those are the opposites, right? Yeah. But he was like, it's, uh, no matter what happens in human history, it's important to agree or it's important to remember that it's going to be written down in the language we all agree upon. So maybe take that shit seriously and yeah. not let somebody come in and fuck with your language too much. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, we'll end with some fun stuff though today. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we went hard for a while. <laughs> yeah. but, well, uh, Tranny's raping people. Do you want yeah. some fun news, some breaking news? What do you got? Oh, what yeah, what do you got? Uh, Richard Lewis died. Oh, what? why is that good? No, really? From yeah. uh, Curb? Your th- from yeah, I just saw on Curb last week. I know, he's dead. Holy shit, how old was he? 76. Uh, he was a, an Ohio State's alumni. No one cares about that. They sure do. They sure <laughs> do. He was uh, the head of our homecoming there. I met him uh, years ago at, uh, at that. Very nice man. Um, best friends with Larry David and all those guys for years. Uh, great comedian back in the day. Mm. Um, hasn't done stand in a long time. Uh, but no, we'll we'll end it on something. Uh, I mean, we we were trying to do a, positive, dude. Jesus Christ! And then it a comedy back in. Just I know. Died. I know. Well, maybe he died from AIDS, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> fentanyl. If it was fentanyl, it'd be great. Yeah, fentanyl-related AIDS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, we'll we'll talk about uh, what's going on with uh, Kate Middleton. So she's disappeared for two yeah. months. I read this story last night, and I'm I'm going to ask you if there's any truth to this whatsoever. Mm. BBL just keeps popping up here. What's BBL? Brazilian, Brazilian butt, butt lift. lift. And that's what she went <laughs> to the fucking hospital for. Not some stomach condition. <laughs> potentially a tummy tuck. My wife thinks tummy tuck, Brazilian butt lift, and maybe uh, a little... The boob? Yes. A are little, they a little tit Are they done well. having kids? I, I would think so, right? She's yeah. got to be in her 40s at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's about to become king. Yep. Uh, she's obviously going to become queen here. Um, so... Is it for appearances, or is there something else going on that the rest of the public doesn't Dude, know about? Dude, the first queen of England with fake titties. Yeah. Let's go. That's progress. That is, sure is. Yeah. Like, That's I, progress I, I can get behind. I don't, know, I don't know if you're a royalist or not, but that would make me one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep that $15 billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any truth to that? Do you, do you know any insight? No. I, look, the thing I find very interesting is this, is there's something clearly going on. But it's just not being talked about in the press. Two months she's yeah. been missing. So it's been two months and nobody's really talked about it. And what's very interesting as well is obviously the press are in on it because there is not a great deal of speculation mm. in the press. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, she's been on well. And then everybody's kind of moved on from it. Yeah, usually the Daily Mail would have like a, a two articles a day wildly speculating yeah. about what might yeah. happen. Yeah, right? I mean, There's your media is worse than ours. Oh, our and media like, is trash. It's all tabloid yes. so shit. So yeah. one would think they would have been all over this story, but you're yeah. right. It's been silence on this, and that's led everybody to the speculation that it is this Brazilian butt lift maybe she because got, it is a two-month recovery. Maybe yeah. she got Neuralink. <laughs> oh, yeah. it'd be great if she did. Now, yeah. She comes back as a fucking cyborg and shit. <laughs> cyborg, big fake titties. Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. That would be a very American slash Japanese. Yeah. And, and now, do, do you guys hate Meghan Markle just as much as we do over here? Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we do. Like, Why again, do you feel guilty about it? No, it's because I think she's really hot. Mm. Um, she is. Yeah, she, she is. is. She's really hot. But no, you know, what, you know what it is? It's just the whining. The, f- yeah. the absolute whining. It's like, oh, I don't have any privacy. You married into royalty. Mm-hmm. What did you expect? I don't know if anybody <laughs> has been cooked 
worse by South Park than Harry and Meghan. Oh man, ever. it's oh, beautiful. I mean, it's that's great. that's one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Yeah, especially when they're going to the consultant and every fucking list ends with victim. I mean, yeah. that's like one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And that fucking guy. So he flies over. His dad gets cancer. Yeah. Uh, King Charles. He flies over. They have a twenty-four minute meeting. He gets back on a private jet. Flies to Vegas to do the NFL MVP honors. So he comes on stage. I didn't even know there was a goddamn thing. We, we host an NFL show, yeah. for Christ's sakes. And I, I, this is a made-up award show that has never existed. Yeah. And uh, magically, he's presenting the, the award for courage for the NFL at the end. And he doesn't we know anything an, about the NFL. We couldn't find yeah. an American for that? I, like I, a veteran or something? Like a, a police officer or somebody? But the worst part about it is, uh, I think it was Cam Hayward, uh, his kid, uh, junior, for mm. the Browns or something like that. Either way, he gets on stage. And starts fawning over it. He's like, I can't believe I'm getting an award from Prince Harry. What the fuck has Prince Harry done? Well, technically, he's not a prince right now, right? Well, that's the the rumor. The thing, the interesting thing with Harry is, is that he's so monumentally dumb. He's so dumb that to everybody else, they look at Meghan. She's actually quite smart. And she is manipulating him all the way. And everybody can see it. It's like, you know, he starts regurgitating all this woke stuff. It's like... Harry, you don't even know what the word patriarchy means. Do you know what I mean? But he's just regurgitating it. So I actually kind of feel sorry for him because he's in out of his depth. He's got a woman who's much better looking than him, much smarter than him, and she's controlling everything. So you, there comes a point where you go, right, you've alienated your family. He was the most popular one in the royal family. Everybody in the UK now thinks you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you going to go from here? You've, you're not smart enough. You've got no personality. What are you going to do? I blame the family. Why? Because this isn't new. This has been happening to European royalty since the beginning of Europe. Some The second child, the second in line yeah, to the, the throne, the spare. the spare, has always been preyed upon by some fucking cunt whispering in his ear, oh, you know, it should be you, it should be you. Always. You know, that's a, that's the reason why many royal families, they kill the spit. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. You just... Because like, it's what? too much of a risk. It's too much of a risk. Mm-hmm. Because you go, like, you have no purpose. And actually, you're heavily incentivized to do the dirty. Yeah. Which is what he's done. She, I, I, Alexander the Great's mom did that to his half-sister. She clipped his half-sister and then his stepmom killed herself afterwards just because she didn't want there to be any interruption to the line of succession. Smart. Yeah. Despite the fact that his dad had tried to have him killed like 10 years prior to that. Ah, yeah, Philip Amesha. <laughs> yeah. Water he, under he the bridge. He is a real cunt. <laughs> Water <laughs> under the bridge. Uh, but with Megan, my wife hates Megan Markle more than life itself. Yeah. But we watched that doc on Netflix, which oh was the God. most watched doc in the history of Netflix, by the way. More than Tiger King? Yes. It's not. It, it wasn't even close, and uh, that, because you had the world. Me. Well, that you had the world. Yeah. Tiger King was more America, right? I don't but know. I feel like world. it translates. Um, but uh, <laughs> we love Tiger King in the UK. By uh, do the way. You? Oh, because man. that's who yeah. they think the average American is. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but with Meghan that's Markle, like us watching Austin Powers or something. Like, yeah, that's an that's an English guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched this fucking thing. I think it was like six parts or whatever it was. And even at the end of it, my wife was just like, "God damn it, dude, she's never." looked unattractive in one single fucking frame of this thing and they she's crying she's in a fucking bathtub she's in black and white photos she's still so goddamn hot that you're just like she probably well she probably cries in front of the mirror to get it right oh absolutely yes i i right easily easily and uh he's being manipulated the entire time i just want to know like you know like my, my my ex said like she must have a magic pussy 
Oh, yes. You know, it's like, got to be incredible. It's, the moment you put it in, you're like, I would do everything and anything just to get back here again. Yep. I, I 100% agree. There's got to be like a baby hand in there or something, yeah. like something we don't know mm. that she was born with. Because to get him, that's one of the ultimate catches in the world. And Not keep just, him. Yes. I mean, that's the world. Yeah. And that's a big boy move. She was she was divorced to exactly. some like a real estate agent here for Christ's sakes. So it's not like he was anything to well, get the prince. You got to trade up sometimes. Good, good luck doing it, man. It's just so hard to get to that fucking guy. Um, but you she know, did it. She did. There's only two people I can name: Hilaria Baldwin and uh, and her who just targeted one person and mm. executed it properly. What, what about um, you know Grace Kelly? Because she married she married into royalty. She married into the Crown Prince of Monaco, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think back then, and this mm. is just my my personal thought on Grace Kelly, is uh, that was a global movie star at the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was famous around the fucking world. Yeah. And it was Grace Kelly. Yeah. There was only two or three Grace Kellys in the world. Never happened with Marilyn, though. Although she did fuck JFK eh, for a while. She got JFK. Yeah. And she got RFK. I mean, she got the most you know powerful mm. people on the planet. Um, and uh, with her, I think it was the same type of sitch. Mm. Even with Onassis, uh, Jackie. Mm. You know, she remarried an Onassis and everything else, and you can move on there. There's very few women who have done it, and you almost have to kind of applaud it where you're like, holy shit. Politically, like must Sel- be Sel- amazing. Selma Hayek married that billionaire. Yeah, but I don't look, know. I yeah, think but that we've was all probably seen Dust Till Dawn, man. Yeah, that was probably him coming after her. I don't exactly. Think, I don't think she has ever chased a man in her life. No, no. And I, and she's I think, still hot now. She's I, like sixty fucking years old. It's I think ridiculous. he wrote that check and was just like, "Is this good enough?" Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a billion in escrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, are we good? Yeah. And I can have the Dust Till Dawn pussy the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. you know, you like. That that's why you become a billionaire. That's why you work it's that the only hard. Yep. That's why you kill that many people so you can mm. get Salma Hayek and you go right. We're going to do the dust till dawn moment. <laughs> yeah. Get the plastic snake out. Actually, get a real snake. Get a real snake. Grab a bottle of tequila yeah. and you can suck it off my feet just like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every night. Every night at eight p.m. Yeah. An alarm goes off. George Clooney walks through the front door. She's like, you <laughs> wait in the corner, George. Yeah. I'm sucking on her feet today. I will be jacking off, sucking on feet here. Uh, now's the point in the show. We get to this thing called the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is yeah. someone who has inspired you or helps you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? The person that, uh, that inspired me to become the person I am today is actually a show. It was a show called Opie and Anthony. Mm. Oh, uh, I, I was just on his show two or three months ago. Yeah, and uh, I remember watching it as, uh, when I, uh, as you know, circuit comedian back in the day and going, oh, this is the future. This is the future of entertainment. This is actually what the what it's going to be like in the next ten to, to however many years. Watching Patrice, watching Bill Burr, watching Rogan on there. All yeah, these they launched so many comedians. careers, man. Like yeah. it, for what Rogan does for stand-up comedians now, opening Anthony did that for Florentine and even Rogan himself to some degree. Although he had some popularity with a lot of guys. Yeah. Got have you been on Jim, Anthony's? Fucking Jim No, Norton. I've never been on Anthony's show. Uh, I'll give you the, the number cool. after. You want to yeah. go on Anthony Cumia's show, it's great. Okay. It's just as crazy as it. you can say whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck you want. And like yeah. he was popping up titties during the show. <laughs> he I was give like, a shit, yeah. all right, cool, man. We're doing this. Yeah. So uh, f- it's a fun time. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll connect after this for sure. Uh, tell everybody where you're at tonight. Uh, I'm at the uh, the Mothership. I'm doing Christina and Friends at the Mothership. It's going to be a great night. And Christina then, P. Christina P. and Friends. And then I'm doing another show. I think it's at the Creek in the Cave at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out uh, my socials at Francis J. Foster on Instagram, Twitter, and my podcast called Trigonometry. Yeah, it's a fantastic podcast. Mm. Uh, you're 
one of the best doing it these days, and uh, we're, we're happy to stop by the show today. Yeah, we had a couple of requests, though. Could you say the words governor and then Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. That's, that's pretty clear. That's, yeah. 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 that's not and, that bad. And the, the way you say it is governor. Nope. Governor. Governor. So they're remaking everything. Are we going to see another Eliza Doolittle movie anytime soon? Oh, probably, man. It's probably going to be. With and is she going to be black trans? Woman. Eliza oh, Doolittle. Let's do yeah. it. Right? Viola Davis. But can you do that without it being racist? Can you have a black trans uh, girl that's speaking Ebonics like a dude and they're trying to turn into a proper lady? Or do you have to go the other direction? Actually, they're probably going to cast Isla Bryson, man. <laughs> gotta, gotta get him out of jail first yeah free isla yeah free isla hashtag yeah exactly uh thanks for tuning in kids go to itunes rate the show a five star and leave a quick review also head on over to spotify it's just a five star and you can walk away you fat lazy rascal americans for d'anthony d'anthony holloway i'm ross patterson this is the drinking bros podcast good night everyone <laughs>